Dalton and Logan here. Hey, everybody. We just wanted to uh, give you a quick heads up about episode four. It's not going to be the same episode you thought it would be. We had a quick mix-up. We'll talk about it in the episode. Everything everything will be addressed. Don't, don't Everything you. will be addressed, but we do want to say stick around for the very, very end of the episode because we do have some special clips for you to stick around for. Yeah, you get, to, you get, some, you get a little inside knowledge about what happened to the real episode yeah but so right now it's time for the show (laughs) play that bell (laughs) all right all right welcome back to homework with friends welcome to episode four of homework with friends episode four Uh, coming at you we we now have Put out. We officially put out episodes one through three. Yeah, today's a big day. Cheers, man. Uh, cheers. Uh, yeah. This is actually. We didn't even think about this celebrating it, but release party, I guess. Release party. Record. We're waiting for zero feedback to go on to the next episode. Uh. So yeah, like Logan said, this is episode four, kind of. Kind of. Um. Well, let's back up wanna... real quick. If you're new to the podcast, if you're some reason you're coming because. We just got a million five star reviews and it's, it's showing up on the iTunes featured. Yeah, we're blowing up. And for some, re- <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, you can't read a podcast description. We are a podcast where two friends. I'm Logan. I'm Dalton. And we assign each other homework every week, and then we grade each other's homework uh, just to have a little bit of fun and to uh, you know spice up our weeks, give us something to talk about. Yeah, we also share the homework with you guys. Yeah, we, we share. We like, talk about what it was. And yeah, stuff. and we grade. It's fun. It is fun. People are saying it's fun. We always do it with a little bit of wine. Yeah. What are you drinking in Logan? I today have the Sutter Home marked down from five ninety nine to three ninety nine at Jewel Osco. Look at you! I've gotten a different wine for each one of these. Whoa. Yeah. Rocking the the Kenwood 2014 mm. uh, from Sonoma County. That's not bad. I no, find myself not. Um, not really remembering which ones I'm getting. I'm just going purely on price. I I know I got the Tisdale one week. I <laughs> sound like they're classy. Kind of. I kind of stopped doing like the under ten dollar ones. Whoa! I go like ten to fifteen dollar range. This man just got a raise. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know. <laughs> I would like to think that as I age, I'm going to continue to bump up my wine selection. That's true. Although I believe there was a study, I listened to it on Freakonomics Radio, where they took a bunch of like wine snobs, like people out of, they took like a bunch of people who you would think would be wine snobs, to a party and put out a bunch of what they thought were classy wines and out a bunch of like really cheap wines, like box wines even, and basically gave the impression that those were fancy wines, the cheapo wines. Mm -hmm. And the people couldn't tell a difference. I saw, I, I figured, where, I saw where that oh, was you, going. Oh, you saw where that was going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those listening at home are like, yeah, we get it. They couldn't tell the difference. Long way around the barn. Um, but I like, hey, maybe someday I'll be able to tell the difference between stuff. You know what but I, I, I just, I like the idea of trying older and older wines as I age. Oh, so eventually, once you have you ever had a bottle I'm, of '92? No, I'm into 2014 right now. I got a okay, long so ways to go. Okay, so keep going. You know what I was thinking is if we could get any sponsor in the world, not even like a big sponsor, not even really thinking sponsorships because that's definitely thinking too far ahead. But if we could just get a red wine sponsor, that'd be great. Just to get us a couple bottles yeah. a week for this this record alone. Just give us two bottles. That's a week. it. So if you're out there and you're a red wine rep. Give it to us. Just give it to us. A dry cab. If you're a fan out there, and I you... did used to work for a place that sells wine. Oh, 
Well, should we we should call them? Maybe I should, maybe <laughs> we should call them. Uh, or if you just want to Venmo me four dollars a week to come, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so episode four. Episode four. <laughs> well, okay, so dirty little secret, you guys. We uh, we already recorded an episode four. We did. 100% unusable. It was bad. You want to tell us why, Logan? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you're keeping up with the podcast, episode three was vodka. Me uh, giving the history of vodka and Dalton writing a song about vodka. And I got really excited about vodka. Okay. That's the thing. I, Is that what you're blaming this on? Yeah. <laughs> it's work-related. <laughs> but I, uh, I the, the following weekend, so the Friday after we recorded that episode, um, I was kind of jazzed on vodka. I liked the Moscow Mules I made, so I was like, yeah, I'll get myself, I'll make uh, some, some vodka diets, you know, just to have as a little mixer for the night. Uh, I was going to go see, I did see a movie. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we were going to record another episode of the podcast. Sure Just were. to get ahead of schedule, so we had a bunch in the bank. Here's the thing. <laughs> I probably drank, like, two, like, double vodka sodas before going yeah. to the movie. And then at the movie, I had about three tall boys pbr okay <laughs> to the point where halfway through the movie i was going oh boy this is bad like i was like kind of half paying attention to the movie i was like yeah. looking at my watch like thinking like oh shit like i'm i'm getting drunk like not just like kind of buzz drunk like when we drink the wine i'm like pretty with it all the way through yeah you can hold it together yeah i can hold it together maybe i'm getting a little bit loose but i'm having fun i'm no more than a sad housewife yeah. But uh, when I get on the vodka and at a movie, yeah. plus some PBRs, plus I made about... You, you came back and made four... I made more. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you Well, you made it in a measuring cup type thing. I made a exactly. small pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> a small pitcher of vodka <laughs> soda. And I had finished the whole thing by the end of the recording of the podcast. By like halfway through the, the podcast. Um. So basically what happened was i in my drunken state was incoherent yeah made no sense none at all i was contradicting myself throughout the podcast yeah and uh if you remember if from listening to episode three the homework was to watch all the american pie movies and rank them i proceeded to give lengthy summaries of all of them yeah Way too long. I kept trying to stop you, and you just kept going into summaries. The thing is, too, like I think the beginning of it, and if we ever release this episode, I think you guys at home will agree, was kind of fun. I played like the American Pie theme song. Yeah, and I, had, like, a I little, guess chippy it was essay, fun. Like a little brown nose stuff that I thought was like going to give me points, but I listened to the, the audio back. None of those were my thoughts like on the movies. Like I had stuff written down like to actually like review and rank the movies. You went rogue. I went, my brain went rogue. I, I, fl- I flipped. I started getting, every time I would talk about a movie, I would get excited about that movie and want to put it higher up on yeah. my list. To the point where. Every movie was number one. Every movie was number one. Um, I put like American Reunion as like my second highest American Pies. And I, yeah. in the podcast, I say, I don't remember that movie. Um, so yeah, we also had the snafu. I, Celtex uh, ate my homework. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to write the, the 15 to 20 minute radio drama and I wrote it all out and then it somehow just disappeared from my Celtex account. I've been talking to Marcel at Celtex about getting that back 
he's been almost zero help. <laughs> he just keeps asking me the same questions. Um, so yeah, uh, do you want to let's? Do you want to throw us the, the the rankings? Like no summary, no explanation. Just give us give us what you put for the American Pie rankings. Oh, for the American Pie movies. Okay, yeah. if you yeah, if you want to know, I have uh, it written down. If you don't remember, I, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thinking about it soberly, uh, slightly soberly, I. I separated all of the American Pie Presents movies away from the American Pie core movies. Yes. Having like a week to digest and having listened to a little bit of what I said and like feeling embarrassed about my thoughts, I uh, I would put, let's just not even waste time on the American Pie Presents. I think like, I like Bandcamp because I used to watch it a lot as a kid, but it's pretty low on my list because I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Here's, you, well, okay. Well, you have, you have to, don't have to say anything about it. Uh, so essentially, when you ranked them, you just put them in one through eight, but you separated them into two, like four. <laughs> so number five, Naked Mile. Number six, Bandcamp. Number seven, Book of Love. Number eight, Beta House. Got it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like Beta House. Fuck yeah. Beta House. Uh, uh, the core American Pies, I th- got number one on top. I know that. Yes. That's true. Number one's on top. If you listen to the Lost episode, I really loved number one. You did. That's yeah. all I really said about it. Uh, I believe. I think I ranked American Reunion. No, American Wedding. Wedding. Which I stand two. by. I still yeah. like American Wedding. I'm going to put American Pie 2 at number 3, which I didn't okay. originally have. Switching it. I did, but I said that in the Lost recording yeah. as well. And then I'm going to put uh, American Reunion in last. Okay. Just because it's like pretty forgettable. Sounds good. Okay, good. That was, that was it. That was the rankings. All right, you want to read your 20-minute radio drama? Yeah. <laughs> what was it about? Uh, the radio drama was about a couple getting into a fight. This uh, huge fight where there's like... You drop these, like, it keeps dropping hints as to what happened, but you don't know. The guy's, like, really upset at the girl. And then in the end, you realize it's just something really goofy that she did that spun in out of control into this weird fight. Uh, and she pooped in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm now remembering you told me this last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so it, one of these days we might put out this episode, maybe never. like a fun thing. I, I'm, if you stick around to the end of this episode, I'm going to cut together a fun compilation of the worst moments of the episode. Uh, so stay till the very end for that. Yeah, there you go. It'll be uh, a great treat. We're going to get something out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, but other than that, I, I don't know what else we've been doing this week. This week, I haven't done a lot. I don't have a lot of good stories to share. Uh, no, we. Oh, you know what? We got good. We got good college. Speaking of school being kind of the running theme of this, we had a little oh, college yeah. story. We went to a college party. Yeah, we are. Tw- uh, we're twenty five years old. Twenty five. We we didn't just go to go. No, we had a reason. Um, yeah. Our it was I guess a, I guess to Paul. Maybe this is like a once a year type of thing. We did. We didn't really ask about it, Mm-mm. but there was a series of houses that had bands playing at them and performers and DJs. Uh, and our friend, our good, our dear, dear friend was playing. <laughs> our dear, dear, dearest our, friend. Our dearest friend was our playing in one of the shows. Uh, so we went to support him and found out like that day that it was a college party. I yeah. thought it was like a regular show. Yeah. Until we got to his house and he was like, oh yeah, it's like a DePaul college party. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Huh. Uh, so we ended up going. I had a great time. It was I had pretty a lot fun. Of fun. It was a little jarring yes. to like meet people and they would be like, oh yeah, we're 20. And I was like, ah, oh, God. To be honest too, it kind of made me feel a little bit better about myself. I, I felt like, you know what? I got my stuff together a little bit more than I think I do. Yeah, yeah. There was this one... Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say kid, but young man, 
this young little boy at the tiny, party. Tiny little boy. And he greeted us when we came in. He just kind of sat on the couch the whole time. Out of the glasses? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And at one point, he was pretty funny. I was, saw him. Yeah. Oh. Today. Oh, at, Right as I was walking. Did you say what's up? No. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to talk to him at all. I completely forgot about this. I was like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, God, I got to tell Logan. <laughs> this, uh, this guy. As I was walking back from the grocery, um, like, just an hour ago, he was kind of coming towards me, and, like, we crossed paths a little bit, but mm-hmm. I avoided eye contact, <laughs> and I'm also, like, wearing a hat, and I had sunglasses on and stuff, but he was just, like, holding a cigarette really weird walking <laughs> by, <laughs> and I just power walked through, and I was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, well, this guy was, he was funny. I he was funny, he yeah. was, uh, I feel like he was in on the jokes when we were riffing with people, and uh, at one point, though, he just... Had a full bottle of like Moscato, and yeah. these like uh, a, a horseshoe of girls were like standing around him, having a conversation that I'm assuming he was tangentially a part of, and he was just taking this bottle to the dome, <laughs> just sucking it down like a baby sucking a bottle, like a little calf who's all hungry, <laughs> like with the milk coming out the sides. <laughs> and he's just like, and I point to him like, yeah, man, you know the deal, and he just like, mm-hmm. man, yeah. This is me. So, yeah, I guess that was a big part of our day. Um, day yeah, it really was the day. The whole day, yeah. It was fun, though. It was a great that. Saturday here in yeah. Chicago. It was Beautiful. like 80 degrees and sunny, so we did some patio drinking. We went to the show, came back and watched the Cavs win, which mm. was really exciting. That LeBron James game winner. Yeah. Um, He's the clutch, man. <laughs> I, but other I, than I that, struggle to speak about anything. Yeah. Yes, I was really excited seeing it. <laughs> Other than that, I uh, I've had a pretty normal week. Yesterday, I I went down by the lake, Ooh. took like a three hour nap in my hammock. Because <laughs> as we established, my off days are Tuesday and Wednesday. So how you been liking this summertime shy, springtime shy? It's actually jazzing me up a whole lot. Yeah, I was one foot out the door. I was like one and a half foot out the door <laughs> uh, on wintertime shy. I was yeah. like, I, we, well, I moved in. We like. Got our apartment right at the worst time. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was terrible. But now that it's getting warmer, there's people out all the time. Going to the lake is so easy and mm-hmm. nice and convenient. Uh, I went to the beach the one day. Ooh. Loved it. Today, uh, we had a, a rainy two hours. Oh, my God. But other than that, it was nice again. I walked to the thrift store, got some... New clothes, got a cardigan and a button up. And, oh, look at you. Yeah. This is uh Oh, I got a 50 cent copy of To Kill a Mockingbird. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good week. And this so concludes far. Dalton's journal. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I wrote all this down in my journal. <laughs> I'm just reading from it. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I had a very boring week. I got no fun stories. Yeah, boring week. I, you know what, speaking of... You know what you know you know what they say when you got a boring story how to spice it up? How? Do you, I mean it's not even a, you know you like that whole idiom what do you say? No, I don't know what you're talking you about. Know, if you I bet somebody Am I an idiot for this? No, but oh. someone listening out there is going like I know what he I, you know to spice up your story you say then I found then I found $20. Never heard that. You've ever. never heard that? No. Um if you're at home listening and you've heard that write us a five-star review <laughs> and say I've heard I found $20 to spice up a boring story. Well, I guess to spice up this boring story. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you and the viewers. I know. I'm not a piece of trash. I don't even know. That. 
Man, that just goes <laughs> against my morals. Right? You're and if you're anything, you're a man of morals. Uh, but I found twenty dollars. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I found twenty dollars running. I feel like you're lying. No, it felt like a virtue from God Himself. I was running down the street, yeah. and I didn't want to run today. I was gonna just kind of take a long walk. Which way I, were you running? Oh boy, d- d- down away. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think that was my twenty dollars. No, it was. <laughs> Give me the twenty dollars. All right, guys, I stole twenty dollars from Dalton. <laughs> I found it in this guy's wallet in our apartment. But I was I was running, and I didn't want to run. But I had this little mental thing where I was like, you know what? It's a nice day out. Yeah, I haven't run in a few days. Yeah. Push yourself. Push and baby. a little ghost came and said, you're going to keep running, buddy. You're going to have to. You got to lose that little winter weight. You got you to gotta be beach ready. Beach season is coming. I know. That's where the $20 is going. Uh, the beach bud. Like but a, anyway. Like a gym I, membership? Uh, no, no. I, I, I already spent it. But... Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I did. I felt like a little thing saying, like, just keep going. Just, you're feeling good. Keep running. Like a block later, I see this little green thing on the ground. There's not a lot of, like, green on the ground right now. It's all in the trees. It's springtime. Things are growing. Yeah. So I look back. It's a $20 bill. That's crazy. That's I, really exciting. I, I, it's very exciting. That's good. I don't know why people say it's a boring story, and then I found a $20 bill. Well, I guess they say it to make it more exciting. That's literally what you just told me hmm. to do. Boy, this is sounding like last week's episode. Yeah, we're already back to last <laughs> week's know. episode. Maybe uh, I'm just not good at talking for an hour straight as much as I think I am. <laughs> I can do this in my head all day. But I, I found 20 bucks, spent it right away. It was a great day. I'm excited. I felt like a lucky person. I don't always feel that lucky. No, I never feel lucky. Right? Like I, I, It's weird to say. Like I don't feel unlucky. I don't feel like a sad sack or anything like that. But I don't feel like a lot of stuff... Is like a happy, not a lot of happy accidents happen, you know. Yeah. Like, the last time I won more than a dollar on a scratchy lotto ticket was 1998, and it wasn't even mine. It was my grandma's. She just huh. let me scratch it, and she kept all the money. <laughs> <laughs> How much you win? I think like 500 bucks. Holy shit! She like bought me like a toy or something, but <laughs> like she spent 20 dollars on you, yeah. and then she kept the 480. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to you, kid. Uh, yeah. I never win. I never like have it. Very, yeah. I don't have lucky stuff like that happen to me ever. I would say we're pro- we're fortunate people. Yeah, fortunate. We're privileged men. Privileged men, yeah. Yeah. By uh, virtue of you know. I don't. I wouldn't say lucky. We wouldn't say lucky. And like, but what's one man's in, luck? In life situation, in like where I was put in life, lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as far as like generalized luck yeah. goes, throughout you know, like going and gambling and stuff like yeah. that, and not not that lucky. But you know what, dude. We do get lucky. <laughs> Cut it. Cut that part. <laughs> that part's getting cut. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I know you are. We're just joking. When I do the silly voice, I'm joking. Uh, you, you know what? You want to get into homework? Yeah. All right. Um, well, so we do need to tell you all what homework for this week was because you didn't get a chance to hear it last week. Uh, so I'll describe what I assigned Dalton. And go. I'll say, you know what? Dealer's choice, you go first. I'm the head of the class from yeah. <laughs> the lost episode, so you can go first. Uh, on this, Dalton was to draw cartoons. So in my near blacked out state, yeah. I decided for an audio medium, which is a podcast, to have Dalton do a visual medium of drawing cartoons. So if you're listening, we're going to have an Instagram by the time this episode comes out. Hopefully. Yeah. Or a Twitter. One of the two. You can see Dalton's drawing right now. 
You can see it right now as you're yeah, listening. Go look at it. And if you're watching the video podcast, which is a great plug for the video podcast, search YouTube.com, Homework Your Friends Podcast. We'll pop up right there. We do special clips of the episodes. It's fun to share. Yeah, go check um, out YouTube. But Dalton's uh, was to do three cartoons. So three cartoons. It was three comic strips that were three panels. So three, yeah, three comic strips, three cartoons. Yeah. Ideas. Yeah. Um, and then mine was to for Logan to, to to jump out of the role as a student for this week. Yeah. Uh, be a teacher and like we he had to pick uh, five books that he would assign uh, like a high like high school senior age freshman and college age student that he thought encompassed what what classic modern literature really is. Yeah. Um, for some reason he thought I had said all American I, novels did mm. not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those were the assignments. Yeah. Am I? I'm going first this week. You're going first. All right. Let me preface this by saying, if you do see the comic strips, I probably haven't drawn something <laughs> since like high school. Yeah, I talk about that process. But was it intimidating uh, when you sat down to draw? Or? It was. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna. I'm gonna get to there. Uh, so I don't draw. I don't. I'm not really artistic in that way at all i i don't even doodle like when when i would sit in class i wouldn't draw little pictures i would just write things down or do nothing <laughs> like zone out and just think <laughs> of stuff uh not a doodler not a drawler uh i retired from art in eighth grade when i got a self-portrait put into the art show hey that's pretty um, good yeah I was, didn't those art shows feel pretty good they did something yeah in? i got a self-portrait in there and i was like i'm good at this did you guys have the governor's art show like where the governor would pick pieces of pieces of art. I don't think so. And if it, we did, I did not qualify for it. <laughs> I just remember uh, we had this thing. It was like I think it was the governor's art show. You could yeah. like get the governor's award, and it's like the governor likes your piece. <laughs> <laughs> the governor likes your sketch of a beat up tin can. Well, I also haven't taken an art class since mm. eighth grade uh, for like my art credit stuff in high school. I did choir. So, yeah, I haven't had an art class since middle school. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, if you do see the drawing, you know, be easy on me. And it was also intimidating because I guess, like, I think I pretty justifiably assumed you would have pencils. Yeah. In the apartment. Yep. Uh, And so I was, like, banking on that. I was like, oh, I could probably whip something all right up. Uh, I just going to have to work on it. Uh, And then I'll, I'll, like, outline it when it's all finished. But you didn't have pencils, which made no sense to all me. Right, at all. Well, you had a big, you had a thing of lead in there, yeah, but no pencil. Well, okay, so just for some background for those who don't know, I'm a bit of a semi-professional illustrator. <laughs> I have two books on Amazon right now. You can look at them. And uh, Dalton made the rightful assumption that I would have the artist's greatest yeah. tool, a pencil, you in have the apartment. One thousand sketch pads. I have one thousand sketch pads. I have five billion sharpie pens. But ever since I got this iPad. I haven't really needed the pencil at all. That was like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I said, get out of here. You throw them all away. I didn't throw, I actually, I had one mechanical pencil and it's like, it's not hidden. It's just buried in there. Okay. And versus going, there's one mechanical <laughs> pencil in a haystack. Uh, I just said I didn't have any. So yeah, I, I so apologize. No pencil yeah. to draw with. Uh, I got. I went and got a poster board because mm-hmm. I was like, if I go bigger, it's gonna be easier for me to draw things. That's I'm not, smart idea. I'm not gonna have an easy time drawing little tiny. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of boiled down to like, 
you know, whatever I draw with this pen is what's going to be on paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was, that was tough. Uh, I'm going to be, I uh, I did not put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> I went with the first idea I had. Well, that's good for art. Yeah. That's fine. Very first idea I had for a short little series where they're all generally the same. The same, like, like yeah, it's people like, and... It, well, it's one one little bear. Okay. Uh, and it shows him at three different points in his life. Mm. And he's just, he wants to, he always starts out his day good. And he Wait wants, a second, is this Moonlight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is Moonlight. Oh, God. Uh, it's, a, it's a cartoon bear version the of Moonlight. The daring. Yeah. <laughs> you know um, who did direct it is Barry Jenkins. Whoa. So. Yeah, I'm making puns all over the place, For baby. you cinephiles out there, I bet you got a good <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> um, no, he uh, the bear always starts his day wanting to have a nice time. He's always excited. As, so this is you. And then it ends badly every time. So this it is you. It goes wrong throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, Bear's always happy. What's the bear's the name? Hey, Barry ain't got no name. I didn't name him. Barry ain't got no name. So yeah, first idea I had, first drawings. I mean, was it? Yeah. This it, it all in all, this took me about an hour. Uh huh. Um. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna That's lie. okay. I think for those at home, if you're thinking we're spending a ton of time on this homework, we're not. No. It, it, that'd be too much. It would be too much. We have other projects and yeah. stuff we do. Yeah, there's stuff. Come on, uh, get, get off our backs, Teach. You, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Is this all three? Or is wish, it just one at a time? Oh, I wonder if I can. I could probably roll it out in the other way to make sure that you like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, people. All right, are home. you're getting all three at once. This is okay. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first, the first strip. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, the first strip is he's a little young bear on his first day of school. And he's, he's excited. He's walking down the street. Yeah, he's so for, a good time. Uh, for those who are listening, what we've got is we've got a bear. There's two trees that are surrounding this composition. He's got a backpack on. It's very well drawn. And at the bottom it says first day of school. Continue, yeah. Dalton. Uh, second, second panel, first comic strip. Uh, he gets his first math assignment. <laughs> Ugh, he doesn't like that. So no. we, so we've got an over-the-shoulder shot of the bear. Very great perspective on that. Yeah. And we've got it just says math on it. Simple. That's all we need. Yeah. And then it gets the last panel. He's he's frowning, saying, "I don't like this one bit." <laughs> that's his. That's kind of his catchphrase. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. We, we've got a sad-looking bear. Very well. Uh, so we we catch up with him many years later. Probably gra- he graduated college already. Mm-hmm. He's got a big boy job. <laughs> it's his first day of his big. Big boy job. So basically, it's the same drawing as the very first panel, but now he's a little bit bigger. Got yeah, a tie and a briefcase. He's got a tie and a briefcase. He gets to work, and he, he looks, he's a, probably, he's an accountant or something. Mm-hmm. He looks at, he's just staring at a computer screen, just all numbers again, <laughs> just like the first math assignment. Hey, that one's resonating with me. Right uh, now. And then we get back, he's got his little tie, and he says, I don't like this one bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, oh, things are really looking up. He's got a little bear on vacation. He's Whoa. Got, He's got his vacation shirt on. He's walking down the beach. Yeah, he's at the beach now. It's like the same drawing, but now it's Ocean the beach. In the back. He sits Very down. good visual yeah. callback. He sits down to read a paper, and what does he get? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little paper that says Trump stuff, and on the other side it says more Trump stuff. <laughs> What's the last panel say? He says, I don't like this one <laughs> bit. <laughs> I went political with it. That's good. I like the politics at the end. <laughs> It's uh, it's yeah. kind of like a, it's kind of genius in a very avant-garde sense. Thank you. I, you know, that's it. I did. That's my thing. Hey, I'll good show cartoon. it to the camera over here. Yeah. There you go, Cam. 
Yeah. Let's, right. uh, we'll get it in there tight. Get in, get it tight in there. So tell us a little bit about you know what you like, what you don't like about what you've done. Uh, I didn't like drawing that much. I didn't really like any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the end product. I was actually a little proud of myself. I was like, you know what? For for just for just drawing this, going at it, I, I feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought the concept was good. I, I definitely could have thought of some more creative stuff to do with it. Mm-hmm. But once I drew the first one, I was like, that's it. I'm doing it for all three. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, I, you know, one thing I would argue, and this is like preemptively, is that that's, that feels like me, like one strip. Yeah, it probably is. But also, I wasn't going to buy more poster boards. <laughs> <laughs> now, was any part of it, so art is a very strong therapeutic tool, can really help people work through some some aggression, some some sadness. Did you feel like it helped? No. Uh, well, I wasn't feeling any aggression or sadness today. Uh, uh, like I said, I I took a three hour nap in a hammock yesterday. <laughs> I, I went and did some thrift shopping today. Like I was feeling so things pretty, are pretty good, pretty relaxed. Yeah. Uh, the most stressful part of my day was trying to draw this without messing up on it. <laughs> so this uh, actually caused the most duress. Yeah, it did. Um, no, it was fun though. Like I, I've always meant to like draw more stuff for fun. Yeah, like, I always carry a notebook with me, but all I do is write, write in it. it. Yeah, I, I feel like if I just started drawing some stuff, it might be fun for me. But I just, I've not done it for so long that I, like, why start? Well, yeah, and that's why I wanted to assign this one. Get you out of your comfort zone again. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't a hundred percent remember assigning it. <laughs> I think that it made me think that like maybe I would like like a little wine and canvas type fun night. I, okay, so one thing I think that every person, like, I, there's a lot of people who I know really enjoy doing arts and crafts. Yeah. Like, counting out all males, all females, or anything like that. But I feel like people underestimate how fun it is just to dive into something and how good it feels to just to finish something. Cause yeah, it, yeah. Because with a piece of art or something like that, it's easy. It's, it's, it's just done. It's not like an oil painting. Just like a sketch, you can finish it, and it's done, and you can feel good about it. Uh, it's not. It doesn't have to be a masterpiece. You can just do it. I'm a big proponent of people just getting creative and doing something. Yeah, I haven't even like done like a wine and canvas type thing ever. I literally, this is like the first thing I've drawn probably in like eight years. Really? I really. I'm not even kidding. Holy cow! Uh, I don't do it ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was good. It did ah. get me out of my comfort zone. To be honest, it's pretty solid. Um. You know what they would call um, the different angles that you did? What? It's pretty predictable, but that's your camera. That's my camera. So you have very, what I would say from a critique standpoint is you have a very solid camera on your panels. It's very well composed. Thank you. So the angles that you chose and um, the good thing about comics especially is the idea is to get as much information into the reader slash viewer's head uh, with the most simple amount of work, Mm -hmm. which I would say you did. Ah, yeah. yeah, numbers. Yeah. Trump stuff, more Trump stuff. Math. That's funny. So broke my pen. He broke the pen. Yeah. This guy's got, he's got <laughs> some anger. <laughs> you got to do uh, some more drawing. Yeah, so I liked it. It was a good assignment. Yeah. Uh, it's hard with the podcast, being a podcast. Yeah, it was, it's um, hard, it was it's retros- hard to share it, what I did. <laughs> uh, but it was solid, man. It was fun. Good, man. I'm glad you did it. I'm really happy with it. In work. hindsight, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time on it. Yeah. Like, if I wish I would have just not been lazy and gone back to the store and gotten yeah. a pencil. Because I was planning on, like, 
if you had pencils, I was gonna like look up how to draw like a bear online mm. and like try and like sketch it out really well. But I was like, I got one shot at this. Get a little bit more detail in yeah. there. You would have blown me away with some color for sure. I wanted to. I, th- I was thinking comic strip, like all black and white, like, the like a newspaper. New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is. You know what? This is about New Yorker level <laughs> Trump stuff. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. Yeah, man, you can't catch a break anywhere. You know what I might do in conjunction with posting this on the Instagram? Maybe I'll do a cleaned up version on the old iPad, do the little deluxe version. Hey, you always need ideas. Yeah, man, you know I need those ideas. <laughs> uh, well, hey, man, congrats. That was good. Proud of you. Thank you. Proud of that uh, Proud of that assignment. We'll see how it translates <laughs> to the listeners out there. Trust us, it's very funny. It's very funny and probably the best artwork I've ever seen in my life. And you life. know what? And you've probably noticed this so far in the episode. I'm trying to really address the audience. I'm trying to get them involved involved in this so. we want you guys involved like we said we said this i think the first episode or second episode, i yeah. don't know one of them uh for those of you who are actually listening email us at homework at friend homework with friends at gmail.com so yeah yeah give us ideas give us some stuff you want to hear us to sign each other and what i'm saying is if based on what you've just heard about this comic strip draw it email it to us Okay, yeah, do we'll that. We'll post it on our Instagram or something like that, give you some credit. Yeah, or just I don't know. E- either one. Or if you've got ideas, or if you have uh, one thing too, funny tales from high school you'd like us to read. I think Oh, be funny homework set. tales? Yeah. Maybe like how you got out of doing an assignment or something one, like that. I've been thinking of segments, uh, we could do maybe like a pop quiz. A pop quiz? A pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> For who? Uh, For us, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting a little ahead of you. Uh, I wanted to put it in the middle of the episode. They just, you know, let's plug some some interaction, guys. Let's um, let's go ahead and get into your assignment. Want to get in my assignment? Yeah, let's okay, do it. Let's, let's get in my assignment. Let's get into your assignment. Okay, so much like episode one, the classic episode one at this point, I adapted it a little bit. You adapted it. I adapted a little bit. I I found it hard. Man, okay, okay. We'll see where we're going with this. Okay. So I was finding it difficult to think about. A high school senior, specifically, and a college freshman. Yeah. That kind of crowd. You know what I mean? Okay. But what I did think about, what got my juices flowing when you talked about these books that you just get assigned in school was, what are the most, like, essential books that you get assigned in high school? It's kind of what I was Yeah, yeah. For. So, I mean, so I, yeah. took it, I took it from, like, oh, cool, because some of these that you could definitely read even at, like, you know middle school and maybe not get the most out of it but like Mm -hmm. i have it from ninth to twelfth grade oh yeah so like all high school because at least the way mine was set up is we were reading a lot of the books and i did some googling on the most assigned books our best books for high schoolers and i was reading a lot of those in like ninth grade and stuff like that but they're still good Mm -hmm. you know what i mean the processing is just a little bit different and the way my high school was set up was 11th grade was like all American lit. So you, you, even those like really classic yeah. books, you did that all in eleventh grade, not twelfth grade, but you could easily assign them to a twelfth grader. So what did you guys do in like twelfth grade? Twelfth grade was read? some modern stuff and like some thematic stuff. Okay, but also more world literature. I will also talk about real quickly the least favorite book I was ever assigned. Lay Miz. You didn't like it? Oh my god, it was 1,600 pages. That's a hefty book. It was such a long book. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. I don't doubt it. Yeah, so that was my... What, do you have a least favorite book you were ever assigned? Yeah, Small Steps. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> okay, in high school. 
Hey, the world's blowing up with small... People love small steps now. Who? Uh, the one guy who messaged us on Instagram. Yeah, the, uh, the one person who just heard my review of it, my <laughs> yeah. summary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> least favorite book assigned in high school. Uh, I'm trying to think what I really didn't like. I always dug reading the books we were assigned. If I'm being mm. honest, I was that kid. So you were a student, yeah. I see. <laughs> uh, just with that class. I was a big... Just with like... You know, English stuff. I must admit, I was a big SparkNotes guy. Um, I don't think... I, I did that in like middle school, but I didn't do it in high school, really. I always read everything. Mm. Uh, but I did also, like... I kind of bailed on regular English classes pretty early on in high school. Oh. Because I remember, like, junior, senior year, I think I took, like, like speech and... Um, I can't even remember what else. I took, like, creative, like, electives. Oh, uh, I don't really have one. I mean, the only one that sticks out in my mind really was of Mice and Men. You didn't like, like that one? No, I liked it, but I remember like reading it and being like, "Ugh, kind this of bored. is a slog." Yeah, that one's like a <laughs> thirty pages long, basically. I know that was like ninth. Gra- <laughs> that was like ninth oh, grade yeah. though, where everything felt long. Well, that was the thing. I, I had this like angsty streak, like even when I was in honors and AP English, a mm-hmm. when. You're in those classes. It's it's pretty easy to like learn how to cheat the system. That's like part of the reason I was even in those classes. Was yeah. like I don't think I was genuinely like smart, smart academically, but I was like smart enough to cheat the system into thinking <laughs> I was smart. So I would read the books and I would know what they would want on the essays, and I would do good enough to get yeah. placed in those classes because that's where a lot of my friends were at, and that's like where I wanted to be and stuff. But I had no qualms with cheating the system, and even Les Mis. I remember uh, I got. A, and I mentioned this on the, the last podcast. I or not the last one of the podcasts. Mm. I uh, I got like a hundred on my midterm, and the essay was on Les Mis. Yeah. After I got that negative two on a binder assignment that I turned in, and I I got like basically a hundred percent on that, and it was I I reiterated the Spark Notes section, <laughs> but I I did it super well. <laughs> well, back in those days, it was kind of like people didn't get online to fact check it too much. Like, well, the facts would have been the same. I, I, I rephrased it. I meant like the check for like plagiarism and stuff. It's not like now when you turn stuff in online mm-hmm. and it like automatically like runs like an algorithm to check, <laughs> like to check for the yeah. point. Well, I think even now it'd be, I mean, I, I twisted it. I remixed it for yeah. sure. I would never, I was not a fool enough to, to screw with plagiarism or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I, uh, I would remix other people's thoughts quite often <laughs> and uh, make them my own. I will, I just, like, yeah, I was a big leave about that kind of stuff because even like remember like long like, kind of arduous books like like the Iliad and the Odyssey mm-hmm. I was so into it Ooh. I was reading it and I was like I love it <laughs> see I, I was always into the stories yeah. but as like a kid who grew up mainly just liking movies and still just liking movies the most I was like yeah make it a movie just make it a movie <laughs> if you're watching you just saw the cartoon just fell down in shame <laughs> audio pick that up but uh let's you know what let me get into it get into bit. it i'll get yeah. into it i'm gonna write these down so i don't forget them all right so i tried a few different methodologies when thinking about this and i i first i went through just kind of googling like top 10 most assigned books in high school top 10 most reviewed books in high school i or not reviewed but you know gone over books mm-hmm. uh i looked at most banned books in america so there's a lot of interesting things there. 
but I uh, tried to stumble upon the common themes of these books that get assigned, especially to high school students. And there's some actually interesting things that I gathered that I want to share with you. Yeah, I just want to share. Ready to hear it. So the the different buckets that I put things in, where uh, there's a common theme of fantasy tales that help contextualize the world, meaning kind of dystopian novels or yeah. these weird metaphorical novels that help people. And I think I'm thinking for high school students, kind of understand the world isn't all it's cracked up to be. Things are a little bit more complicated than you realize now at the age of sixteen. Things are gonna change, buddy. Uh, I had some tales about, a lot about paranoia and trust was a common theme in a lot of these books. Um, quite a bit are just, not just, but historical books that help give us a snapshot of American life at the time. Yeah. That's a big common theme. And then there's also just a lot of teenage angst books that get assigned, Mm -hmm. which at the time were kind of my favorite on account of how much of a little rebel and a punk I was. Yeah. You know? You know how I was, man? Showing up late to school. Doing donuts in the parking lot. You know, taking a little extra chocolate milk at the lunch line. Oh, my God. Man, I was having fun. <laughs> at everyone else's expense. You know what I'm saying? So done with this bit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bit this thing up, man. <laughs> um, so I'll get into my list right now, but to uh, let's see how many points you can get real quick. I'm doing a little quiz for you. Okay. You got... Uh, Five guesses. See if you can, uh, as of 2008, so it's about 10 years old, but it's hard to find a newer list. The top five most assigned books to high school students. You got five guesses. Oh, boy. Um, These also include plays. Yeah. I'm going to go Of Mice and Men, uh, 1984. Uh, Macbeth. Hmm. So tough. Uh... <laughs> you got anything? I like. I have so many things. You can just get, you can fire up the cuff. Uh, Iliad and the Odyssey, and um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Did okay. I say that already. So you got two on the top five. Okay. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird is there, and Macbeth is there. Number one was Romeo and Juliet. Oh. Number two, yeah. Macbeth. Uh, number three, Huckleberry Finn. Number four. Really? Julie... I wish I would have gotten to sign that in high school. Julie, I did. I didn't. I love, that was one of the ones I did read. Uh, Julius Caesar by Shakespeare. So three Shakespeare's on here. Yeah. And To Kill Mockingbird. Of Mice and Men was seven. And then I guess I'll go back to six, which was Scarlet Letter. Eight, Hamlet. Nine, The Great Gatsby. Ten, Lord of the Flies. Oh, I forgot about Great Gatsby. Yeah, so there's, I mean, when you try to boil things down to just five, it gets pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to really think about where your values lie if you're just trying to teach a student some knowledge. So, you want to start with my wild card? Yeah, so you're your wild card. I got a wild card here. You're doing five, right? I'm doing five. Okay. But I've got some honorable mentions along the way. Okay. So... I'm starting with the category of fantasy tales that help you contextualize the world. Yeah. And I'm thinking back to one of my favorite ones that I was assigned. I believe it was around like ninth grade or so. I'm going to The Giver. The Giver? The Giver. Oh, I did get assigned by, that. by Lois Lowry. 
Here's why I included The Giver on the list. One, it's one of the more modern ones, meaning, or contemporary? I don't know the differences between those words too well. <laughs> <laughs> but it was written in 90, published in 93 at least, I believe. And I remember, I really dug the book. I really liked it. I, the good thing about that book is it puts you in this nice, what is pretty common now, dystopian society setting where there's all these rules and you get placed into these jobs. Yeah. And then you get, you're a chosen one and you get access to all this knowledge that makes you reshape your world. And mm-hmm. I think what all this is, is kind of preparing students to know that the world's going to be a little bit different and they're going to try to put you in these boxes and it's up to you with the knowledge that you get whether or not you want to revolt against the system that's there or be complacent with the systems how it is. And the system isn't horrible in The Giver. It's not, I would say, a bad situation for everybody. Yeah. It's problematic to freedom, but once you know how good it could have been and once you start seeing color and your eyes really open, it makes you want to revolt. Revolt, baby. Makes you want to take that little baby brother away. I hope you have listened to the I read the giver. <laughs> take your little baby brother away. Um, so that's what I'm assigning that's on my list. Uh, and the next category I have is just general trust and paranoia. A lot of these books came from the 50s with McCarthyism and the Red Scare and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number one one I chose for that is Animal Farm. Okay. By George Orwell. Um, So I'll I'll go ahead and do a spoiler alert. I'm only doing one author. uh, or only An author only gets one spot on this list. So that means 1984, you're out of here. Done. You're done. Done. That's kind of in fantasy. So actually, back to my honorable mentions for fantasy tales that help contextualize the world. I had 1984 on there. That's also kind of for trust. But I also had Brave New World by Aldous Huxley on there, too. So those are, okay. other, those are two other good high school books that I really liked. But Giver takes my spot. Kind of gets an edge because it's a little bit more modern. I think there's mm-hmm. better books out there. Uh, Trusto Animal Farm. Here's why I like Animal Farm. Man, that is a good book. <laughs> I liked Animal Farm, yeah. Yeah, I remember just there's that last scene of Animal Farm where all the pigs stand on hind legs. And it blows your little high school mind going, mm-hmm. whoa. The animals became the bad guys. <laughs> they became who they didn't want. Yeah. And there's all that. It's rich with symbolism, and it's so... It's it's a really compelling read for a high school student. It's one of those books... I'm, I'm also trying to think about attention spans. So for The Giver and Animal Farm, if a high school student came to my class and was like, I'm not reading this shit, teach, I'd be like, it's talking animals. Talking animals, it's awesome. What are you, a dummy? Were you no fun at all? Come on, it's talking. Were you like not having fun at all? It's little piggies. <laughs> uh, so that's Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Animal. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh god. god, I can't talk no more. It's, uh. just, it's just like the lost episode all over again. <laughs> uh, so Animal Farm takes that list. A couple books on the the trust list, both in the realm of McCarthyism, and the Red Scare, is The Crucible is an honorable mention, which is a play by Arthur Miller. Pretty great. I love my favorite quote from The Crucible, Giles Corey, more weight. <laughs> love that quote. I also put into this camp, which is an early heartbreaker because I love this book, Lord of the Flies. I do love Lord of the Flies. I love Lord of the Flies, but I like Animal Farm. It's been one of my favorite books for a long time. Because I think that, that group of books all talks about human behavior, and I, I do think they all have the capacity to really challenge the way a high school student thinks about 
the world around them and Lord of the Flies especially is one of those ones where everybody reading it goes like I wouldn't do that but then there's a, the other type of boy who reads it and goes I'm Jack man for sure <laughs> or the other one who reads it's like I'm Simon uh yeah I remember reading that and we had to like assign parts in class mm. <laughs> and everybody was like yo Dalton you'd be Jack for sure <laughs> yeah you would and be I was Jack. like yeah I probably would be <laughs> I'm I'm Simon or the poor man's Ralph yeah, I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Probably Simon. Probably Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> take my glasses. No, wait, don't take my glasses. But yeah, it would like. It hurts me to when I'm reading it. Every time I've reread it, I'm like, God damn it, that that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so the next camp of books I want to talk about are historical books. A lot of the ones that are assigned in high school are ones that are about uh, our American literature, but take place in the late 1800s mm-hmm. to kind of the mid-1900s, the one I would like to assign is The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Really? So, I wanted to include Grapes of Wrath because, you know, these high school students, they got two fun books already. They got The Giver, they got Animal Farm. We're giving you a brick, baby. Give them something that hurts. We're giving you something that hurts. Uh, Grapes of Wrath to me is a really cool book for the time because Mm -hmm. it has those interstitial chapters, which are these little vignettes. To where if you if you're a kid and you're skimming the book, like I did in eleventh grade, you're just reading those little tiny chapters in between everything yeah. and your spark notes and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but there are these really cool poetic vignettes in between every single main chapter of the book where you're following the family during the Great Depression, which I just thought was really interesting. And it's also crazy to think that the Great Depression isn't even nearly a hundred years old yet. And reading that book in 2008, 2009, it felt like it was a million years ago. It always, yeah, everything like that. It's, it's like so weird to think about how young our country is. Yeah. It stresses me out. Exactly. And this is the, I wouldn't, well, there's many trials that our country has faced and many trials that our country has caused. Controversial take, getting political. But I think The Grapes of Wrath is one of those ones where America really got knocked on its ass, and this follows mm-hmm. a family that had to deal with the consequences of a lot of yeah. poor economic decisions and um, the framework that we didn't know that we had built so poorly at the time. So I really like the book. Also, uh, just the narrative of the story is so wacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Following this family and then the breastfeeding at the end is just yeah. mind-blowing. Mind-blowing as a 16-year-old to write an essay about <laughs> that. How, what do you know about that? <laughs> But I think it's, that's a hair-on-your-chest kind of book to me. Yeah. Some honorable mentions for that. I'm throwing Great Gatsby in this camp. Okay. Because that was a book that was written about the time it was, you know, written. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. So it at the time, it was like a pop novel that was uh, exploration of wealth and, um, you know, what, what do you do with this opulent lifestyle? It's a great story. I really like the story. I think it's really well written. I remember really liking reading it. I don't, I don't know all the depth and how much there is for a high schooler to connect with. Mm-hmm. I don't know what lessons we're teaching them. I think there's enough sad cases of celebrities falling down <laughs> out there nowadays where they can they get to Gatsby. Yeah. Real life Myrtle's getting struck by a vehicle. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. I, it's cool. Re- watch the movie. Watch that Boz Lerman movie. <laughs> TMZ is just live Great Gatsby now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have an honorable mention just because I want to plug it. If you're out there for historical books, there's a graphic novel, Mouse. Have you ever seen that? Never seen it. Uh, By Art Spiegelman. Never even heard of it. Yeah. So it is a graphic novel. It was one of the pioneering graphic novels. I believe it was published in the 80s. 
um, by, but it was by a writer and illustrator who was depicting the Holocaust and learning about the Holocaust from a survivor who was his father, but yeah. he draws everybody as Mies. Little Mies. And all the Nazis are cats. I will look into this now. It's cool. I like if it. If I can get it easily. Yeah, you, uh, you might be able to. Uh, I mean, oh no, you definitely can if you want to go on Amazon. I could get it from Amazon. I just like I kind of refuse to switch my Ohio ID over to an Illinois ID, oh, so I can't get a library card, mm. which is annoying. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that soon. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Ohio till we die. I'm an Ohio boy. I can't. I can't take it out of my body. Don got his ID checked at the baseball game yesterday, and the guy looked at the ID and he just went. <laughs> What's round on the ends and high in the middle? <laughs> Ohio, Ohio. <laughs> so, all right, on to the next book. Uh, so we got teenage angst books. There are, oh, wow. I might have a late game audible. Yeah? Oh, no. Well? Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Can I do a tie? Eh, I'd prefer you didn't. Can I do a pick one? I pick one? No. Well, you can pick... Well, maybe you can pick one. I'm saying this is an option. Okay. So I think these books get hit the same themes, but they touch them in different ways. One, I would say, like a little bit more sensitive, and one, I would say, is a little bit more dated. Okay. So it's a, this is a tie for Teenage Angst. It's between Catcher in the Rye... Yeah. ...and The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Which one was your just now gut reaction? The bell jar. Uh, that's I would pick Catcher in the Rye. So uh, the bell jar is great, but here's why I would pick. Uh, well, you can talk about why you'd pick Catcher in the Rye. I feel like you, it. I just don't think it's an option when you're picking <laughs> for like high school age. Like when like I wrote down my five that I would assign, but I I took it in a different direction from like assigning like what you would just typically assign people. Uh-huh. Uh I took it to like if I were teaching a class and I'll share those later on with no, no explanations or anything. I'll just sure. list them off quickly. Um but I feel like if you're looking at it the way you are, like there you you there's no way you don't pick catcher in the rye as, like, as far as entertainment goes. Yeah, and just also like one of the greatest novels. Okay, it's and, great. Uh, the Bell Jar is great. I'm not gonna say it's not, but uh, it didn't really resonate that much with me. So this comes to my point. I remember reading both of these books in my 11th grade class, mm-hmm. uh, and here's the distinct thing I noted on it: all the dudes were in love with Catcher in the Rye, and all the girls were in love with the Bell Jar. That's yeah, that's and that's a good why point. I want to yeah. think about these audiences. I don't want to think in a gender binary way because I know that there's probably guys in that class who resonate with Bell Jar, mm. and I know there's probably girls who really love the Catcher in the Rye. But what I'm, what I think Catcher in the Rye hits is a young male who just got hit with his like first wave of like true testosterone and yeah. rage and awakening, and it affected him in this very miserable, millanthropic way. Mm. Whereas Bell Jar is a woman having the same kind of coming of age tale, but it hits her in this horribly melancholic way mm-hmm. that makes it so hard to deal. And I remember, you know, the name of the book comes from her feeling as if she's snuffed under a Bell Jar the whole time. And I just want her and Holden Caulfield to date because I think they'd get a lot yeah. out of being <laughs> with each other. So I think uh, for my fourth book, I'm going to assign a combined version of Catcher in the Bell Jar. Okay, <laughs> I'll accept it as a tie because uh, I do agree. I get the same feeling that the bell jar would definitely definitely resonates more, mm-hmm. and they get more across so with yeah. female audiences, and they get across different. They get across the same message of a, like everyone going like, okay, we're all 
sentient and it wasn't our choice and it sucks and we have to deal with these depressive rage full feelings but what if for your class uh you you give it as a, a choice is that what you meant by a pick one to your class, yeah, as yeah, like, yeah. yeah that, that would happen. Sometimes I would, yeah, school. I would like that. Uh, like you say, like catcher in the rye, but you give a little explanation, bell jar. Why you could pick, you could pick one, or you could pick both. Maybe give some people extra credit for picking both. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good way to put it because I do think, it, especially at that point, it's important to appeal to your audience. And mm-hmm. I think, especially a, a girl in 2018 reading Catcher in the Rye. Having to deal with a guy going like, "All oh, these girls are sluts. They're all dirty sluts." <laughs> yeah, it won't go well. I think it'd just be tough to read. I just it, think that's not where culture is going. But I think them and even a, a young male reading—I mean, the, well, the, yeah, even reading that now as like me as an adult, like it because like I feel like that happens in a lot of literature though. If you read Mark Twain now, yeah. you're like, "Oh, this is not this is problematic." Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And context gets lost. And yeah. I think the satire of like catching the rye is like, yeah, you're supposed to get like he's a young male and like young men have these really misplaced misogynistic thoughts that need to get worked out and dealt with as they age so i wouldn't say don't deal with it but yeah that's the combo all right you want my last book yeah i do all right give me give me one second i gotta pour this wine real quick. <laughs> <laughs> i need to write it down all right you ready oh, i'm corking the wine i'll cork that baby well red wine you gotta let breathe buddy i don't let it breathe <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll let it choke <laughs> uh you ready for it wait oh never mind i just didn't write down the catcher in the rock <laughs> Book, no- <laughs> Book number five. Some say you can find it at a thrift store for 50 cents. Like me? Mm-hmm. I, I said that. Oh, oh, it was you. <laughs> I was wondering why I heard that. It was, uh, if you're just now tuning into the podcast and you don't catch the reference, it's To Kill a Mockingbird. Going To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, this is kind of falling under my category of racial tension. Yeah. I wanted to put in a book that hit on the civil rights movement. And while I kind of w- wish there were more seminal classics, and I'm sure, and there are, from African American authors from an African American perspective, I think that this one coming from uh, a woman who was in a, a ignorant part of the world, and also yeah. just written by Truman Capote, is a really good snapshot of the time. Also, I, I from what I hear, I haven't read it in a long time, holds up pretty well. Although I know... Yeah, I, I kind of got it with the intention of rereading it. Yeah, although I know Harper Lee caught some flack for Ghost Set of Watchmen for not being that great or whatever. Did? But I didn't check it out. I didn't either, but I heard it was awesome. I started, I got it from the library and I started reading it, and it, it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying it. I just, something, I don't remember what happened. I just <laughs> fell off of reading so it. So that's why I think people are starting to maybe think more and more that Truman Capote had a pretty... Pretty heavy hand on that pencil in yeah. terms of writing to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> uh, but it's really great. I mean, I, I actually, I think I even read it once in seventh grade, and then I read it once again in tenth grade. Mm-hmm. But beautiful book, uh, great story. It Honestly, when you look about, besides like the dystopic setting of Animal Farm or the paranoia of, or the trust issues and, wait, what did I say? Did I say the giver or Animal Farm? Giver. Okay, the giver and wait, then like. And Animal Farm. Did I say wait, giver? what are you talking did about? Did I say the giver farm? No, for your list? I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to get an edit point. Mm-hmm. Doop, doop, doop. So I think it actually hits a lot of the categories. <laughs> uh, so I think it hits a lot of the categories of all the books. I wouldn't say it's the ultimate book. This isn't a ranking order. I think they all yeah. work together. Um, but I'm going to Kill a Mockingbird, especially for a lot of those those prime Atticus Finch lines, and just the way that the story in itself for today sound cheesy probably resonates more not more than it did but as much as it did back then just um, in a new way 
Yeah, actually, the only overlap on our list. Ooh, okay. And then uh, just a few other uh, honorable mentions for uh, Teenage Angst. I had Perks Being a Wallflower. Wild good. card hit, just because it's very good book. It's modern. It probably yeah. is more of an accurate. Uh, it's more of a marriage between Bell Jar and Catching the Riot, hitting that mental illness and tra- trauma thing. And then I had a couple other books, Things Fall Apart and Man Search for Meaning on there, but I didn't think that'd be too great for high school. Okay. And that's my list. Nice, man. Woo! I like it. It's a good list. Thank you. Uh, you'd be a good teacher. You should just go into that. You know what? You'll be a teacher, you guys. <laughs> I think you need to bail on this. Go be a teacher. <laughs> no more podcasting. <laughs> going to be a teacher. Uh, yeah, I might do the same. We're teachers now. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just go be subs around. We know Chicago. that this is uh, what's a week from now, from today. Or seven plus. What's nine plus seven? It's gonna be sixteenth. Okay, we know this is May sixteenth. When my, you're listening uh, to my mom will be here. <gasps> we're gonna try and get her on the podcast. My mom will be visiting next Tuesday Ooh. and Wednesday. Yeah, we're gonna tease uh, that guest. We'll do all she can, but she. Uh, it's gonna be hard to get her on here. She's, she's not gonna like it. <laughs> but anyway, it's Teacher Appreciation Week while we're recording this, so we appreciate you teachers out there. We do very much to all of our friends who are teachers and all the teachers we don't know. Yeah. Uh, keep keep educating our, our youths. Yeah, and I know it's sacrilegious for us to say, we should be teachers, so we don't mean disrespect. <laughs> we don't. We I, I wouldn't be a good teacher. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would just goof around the whole time. Yeah. I would not be able to be serious. I would much. just teach for the test. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. So quickly, here. Yeah, what's your list? my list would be based off of. Uh, I was thinking more so college, like freshman college age, and mm. like getting out of high school. Uh, I think it would be like to more to like foster like a sense of like think about what you want to do and like you don't have to know it right now, but you know you can do whatever you want. Uh, so a little bit more like a sense of adventure and fun. And I also wanted to hit on like different points of literature. Uh, so my first one. And these are in no particular order. Um, my first one would be On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Ooh. Um, just, like, I just, it's one of my favorite novels of all time. It's just the guy hitchhiking across the country because he just wants to write. And he yeah. wants stuff to write about. He wants to hang out with his friends. That's a great uh, freshman year book. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, Kill Mockingbird. Um, nice. Which I would preface just by saying it's one of like the greatest American novels. Number three, A Movable Feast. Um, by Hemingway, oh, okay. um, where he just talks about his time in Paris, uh, just because it's a it's a bit of a historical piece on a different part of the world, um, Paris in the twenties. It's great to read about. It's fun because you get to read uh, little stories about tons of different authors and artists and stuff that he ran mm. into at the time. Uh, three would be my a uh, play, uh, and I, I would want to pick a fun play. So I I picked a Midsummer Night's Dream. Ooh, that is a fun one. It's a really fun yeah. play. Like. Because I would want the people to be able to like think about any type of literature in an analytical way and contextualize it and stuff. The the last one would be like any like you can get a bunch of them, but any collection of poems by T. S. Eliot. Ah, oh, you like that T. S. Eliot? I do like I do like T. S. Eliot a lot, but I would you you got like I feel like it doesn't touch on we don't touch on poems enough in high school. No, we don't. Other than like, um, like long poem stories in iambic pentameter. I remember. <laughs> You just end up having to write and listen to the shittiest poems. Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
I feel like you don't get to read really good poetry in high school or... Okay. Okay. Yeah, not enough poetry. But hey, I think what we got here, what you have especially, is like a list a cool senior year English teacher in a movie can slip a kid who's a little bit troubled and be like, Yeah, hey, hey, that's kind of what I would go, what I'd be going hey, for. Hey, bud. I'm sure it wouldn't be approved by the... Uh, hey, chill out, bud. Hey, chill out, bud. Here's what you should read. And he goes like, whoa, this is cool. Mr. This Lee is, wanted me to read this. Mr. Lee, this is really changing my life. Then, like, he sits next to a girl at the cafeteria, and she goes, like, what are you reading? And it's the T.S. Eliot book of poems, and he's like, it's nothing. Shut up. I just kind of like, you know, I'm a little into poetry. No, no, better yet. She's like, is that for class? And he's like, no. (laughs) So, essentially, I'm teaching Timothy Chalamet's character from Lady Bird. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, well, that's the homework for this week. That was the homework for this week. Are we sure to do grades? Woo-woo. Let's do grades, baby. You're not writing yours down? You just got it all in no, your head? No, I got to write it down. I was going to say. Yeah, all right, it. we're going to do grade time. If you don't remember the grades, um, the grades are going to be 25% effort, which is primarily just the fact of doing it, uh, 25% uh, quality, which is the uh, quality of thought and the excellence put forward in the assignment, 25% accuracy, which is how correct the person was in doing it, um, and if you know anything that is contrary to what they say, that is really the only way you can negate points for that. And then the real true make or break thing that, that takes you from a C to an A plus is the woe factor. And is it, did the person say anything that gave you additional insight or something you hadn't thought about before? What really wowed you about the assignment? So we're going to get into grades right now. I can go first. You go first. All right. So. Gonna start with effort. I'm gonna give you an 18. Out of 100? On a <laughs> out of 25. <laughs> yeah, you got the worst grade yet. No, okay, I'm giving you 18 out of 25 on effort. Uh, I know you did it last minute, which is fine. We all do. Uh, but I know that also ran into you not having a pencil and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then also just kind of the, the scrambling scene for it but yeah. it, it came out good but I, I just know I know you could have done I know you could have done more because I want to push you thanks thanks for pushing me bro quality giving you a 20 I thought it was solid I'm um, okay. only docking points for similar things to effort meaning could have been a little bit cleaner uh, could there have been a little bit more incorporated into it sure but I'm giving you quality uh, accuracy Man, oh man, that is a comic, baby. <laughs> so, I'm giving you 25 out of 25 on accuracy. Um, and then to my biggest point here, giving you 25 out of 25 on woe. Okay. I liked it, man. That's a funny comic. Thanks, man. <laughs> that was hilarious. So, uh, I'm giving you 25 out of 25. So, all that put together gets you to 88. 88. Yeah, it's all a right. B plus-ish, I think, depending okay. on how you grade I guess I, I maybe I went too harsh. This <gasps> uh, accuracy, I went uh, twenty three out of twenty five. Okay. Uh, pretty solid. I wouldn't put the Giver or Grapes of Wrath on mine, but I get why you picked them. Thank I just you. Think they're kind of like boring, a little bit of a bummer. Oh, okay. I feel like you'd get a lot of Spark Notes kids on from those. Mm. Uh, effort. I put twenty out of twenty five. You did it, but you did switch it up. Um. So yeah, I mean, 
You didn't. You didn't do quite what I. I wanted switched to do. the one up. You didn't do quite what I wanted to do. Oh, I did switch it. up. Yeah. I don't know uh, about. Quality twenty two out of twenty five again, mostly for grapes of wrath and the giver. <laughs> <laughs> and then whoa, this is the tough part. Uh, it's pretty predictable list. What? I didn't think it was that crazy. Even with the giver on there? Well, the giver was a something I didn't like. <laughs> uh, in the bell jar combo? The bell jar was good. It kept you up there. The bell mm. jar and catcher combo was just, it was good. It was solid. It's like, <laughs> I actually really like that idea. So teachers, take note. Take this idea. <laughs> or teach uh, both. You got a whole goddamn year. <laughs> I gave you a 17 out of 20. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> So it's not too bad. Like it's it like saying it like no, that sounds bad. bad. You got fine. eighty-two out of a hundred. Eighty-two out of a hundred. So you know what? Just above. A, I don't know if that's a B minus or a B. But you know, uh, for those who are interested in knowing what the grade from the lost episode is, I got a fifty out of a hundred. And I got zero because my homework was lost. So, so you know what? We both improved this week. Yay! Yeah. Woo! Uh, uh, the fifty out of the hundred was mostly because you were just wasted, too drunk. Uh, but I don't think you went too harsh on me. I think that's fair grade. And I think mine versus yours was definitely easier. Easier for me to woe you with. Yeah, it was easier. To, I set you up to woe me, and I also, you know, I definitely looked at lists. Yeah, I, I was, a lot I was hoping that you'd give me a little bit more of your own take is, instead of, like, hey, you. it was your own take, yeah. but I was hoping you would throw me some variations. Like, like I really think that this would resonate with people because it does with me or some, you know. That's exactly what I did. Kind of. Yours is like very like predictable like high school list. A hundred percent. I was hoping you... You didn't like the two ones I put on there from my gut. I like all the books, but I was hoping that... Uh... <laughs> You're inconsistent, man. Get out of here, man. This is just like the MBA list all over again. No, your MBA list was Here's terrible. the deal. Your MBA team would be good, you got, but they probably would get beat by the, the 2017 Warriors. You know what, man? You're going into this with right and wrong answers, and there are no... No, right I, I'm going into it with right and wrong concepts. <laughs> I would have liked what? yours to have been like what, my, like what I was thinking for my list. I would have wanted you because this is because I was thinking it, it's your class. Like I wanted you to make it your own. God, and, and I think you were relying a little bit too much on lists and stuff. I kind of was, but not really. I mean, these are all books I, I wanted to do. Every book I had read, I had read all these books. See, I'm, these are all the books I put on my list were books that I was I was assigned in high school. You said like some of the stuff that you said as honorable mentions. I would have liked it a lot if they were, they were the ones you picked. That's like it would have been really cool if you picked that mouse book as like. One of them oh, that you're super into, like, man. I was like, I feel like the honorable mentions were like the ones that you you dug that would have that were not on the list. They which weren't, I would, which I would have liked. They weren't though. What do you mean? They're ones I dug, but they're not the ones I wanted to put. All right, whatever. Man. <laughs> Those are the grades. Those this is the, the version when you email your professor in college <laughs> and it turns out they don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know why this means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I need now? A little bit more wine. Guzzle it down. Just to hide the pain a little bit. Um, Alright, so only one section left. Yeah. You all know what that is. Homeworks for next week. Homeworks? for ne- Oh, wait, no, no. Uh, so that means week. Dalton's the head of the class. Head of the class. Go get it, the Dalton. Oh, wait, 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 my bookies. <laughs> <laughs>
gosh, I do. I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to sign first? You want me to sign first? I can assign first. Okay. Uh, since you went visual this week, I kind of wanted to go visual too. Okay. I but this is like a little bit easier to uh, to like just vocalize, and then people will be able to look it up. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, those of you who know me, those of you who don't, I attended Kent State University for, for two years. Is where I graduated from. Uh, it's one of the top fashion schools Whoa. in the country. Uh, so what I want you to do is you're going to give me three different options for outfits that would, I, that would be perfect for me. Well, you know me well, so I'm, I'm setting you up for success here. Sure. You, you know what I like I to wear. I know what you, you would know. like. So I want you to design me three different outfits that would be perfect for an all-day type of type of busy schedule that I wouldn't have to return home uh, for like a business meeting in the morning, a leisure day on the town, and maybe a party at night. Are you talking about, so three different outfits for that? Three options. Okay. Not for each one. Uh, for you like, gotta be able to do all three of those? I gotta be able to do all three of them. I want it to be versatile. Wow. Like I, maybe I can take a piece off, like you convert know. a piece. Yeah. Okay. I uh, like it. Yeah. So that and then um, if you could, it's not too much trouble. Like write down like what they are and like where they're from, like who made them and stuff like yeah. that. Because uh, then people could just look it up if they wanted oh. to wanted to check it out and they didn't want to like get on the video podcast or Instagram or anything. I like it. Me yeah. Do it. That's the assignment. All right. You ready for your assignment? Yeah. Write this down. Okay, so this one is similar to the vodka assignment. Okay. So you've been mentioning you've had a little bit of a sweet tooth lately. I have had a big sweet tooth lately. This guy, everybody, he's, he keeps going, give me that cookie. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, me want cookie. Yeah, I take special, I've been taking special <laughs> trips to the store just to get a cookie. He said, baby Dalton's so hungry, he want cookie. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. I normally hate sweets. <laughs> I know. Um, so that being said, what I want to hear is, however you can do it, I want a history of sweets. History of sweets in general? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you can go a few different categories, but I'll tell you what I'm interested in knowing. I kind of okay. want to know a little bit about like candy. Um, one thing that I was thinking, especially though, was kind of like baked goods, because that's mm -hmm. uh, interesting to me that... Somebody, somebody made that? Yeah, because it started off, it had to be very utilitarian, like bread corn maze all that kind of stuff yeah. but then eventually we went let's put some sugar in there <laughs> put some sugar let's in put it. some sugar in there and eat it on birthday it's crazy that people started baking uh-huh because it had to be such a process baking now is so specific with what you have to put in there yeah. it has to be exact or it's everything could be fucked yeah so easily uh you put in like too much of anything and they could be all runny or gross or not taste as good baking is stressful I know. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to do on top of this? I'm assigning the first ever homework with friends extra credit. Extra credit? Are you, you want me to bake something? Bake something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reimburse you on the ingredients, but what I'm thinking is I want Dalton's famous chocolate chip cookie. Okay. <laughs> I think I could do this well. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Mainly because I want some chocolate chip cookies. I knew why you were doing it. <laughs> Not the assignment, but once you said extra credit, I yeah, knew what you were doing. That's the first ever. That, that, that's taken into account outside of the whoa factor. Yeah. This is purely bonus points. All did right. Did we do it? Uh, I think we did it. I, that might have been one of our best. That might be the best episode. The best episode. I think we're getting better and better as we go, guys. Yeah, if you disagree, rate us one star in iTunes. Uh, 
or don't, please or don't, don't. Or don't. And then just email us and tell us. We're fine with you telling us how much we suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's one. I think we're getting better and better as we go. Yeah, minus the snafu, the real episode four. Yeah, the lost uh, episode, as it will be referred to. And yeah, I hope you guys are sticking with us. We're gonna we're gonna keep trying it. We tried a new we tried some new stuff with the recording. Yeah, this time I got an arm. Yep, a little arm holding my microphone up. If you guys can see that in the mm-hmm. video podcast, that's fun. Yeah. So just some final plugs for how you can stay involved with the show. Like we mentioned, email us at homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Haven't made them yet. I'll make them tomorrow. Haven't made them yet. We're trying to uh, do the benefits of it. I'm thinking Twitter is a little bit bigger, but I know people like Instagram, so yeah, we'll figure something out. Who knows if we'll stick with it. I think the Gmail will always be there for suggestions. Yes. And uh, tell your friends about it. If you're if you're digging it and you're enjoying the podcast, I, I know it's embarrassing and kind of cliche to be like, share it with everybody you know. But yeah. it's really easy on iTunes to just send a link to a, a friend if you like it, or maybe even not the whole series, but you know a buddy who really likes holes or would get a kick out of Small yeah. Steps episode. Or even like just if every one of you shares it with one person, we keep this going. Yeah. Everybody's going to find out eventually. Uh, I mean, we'll probably keep it. Oh, whoa. You're right. You get what I'm saying? Dude, I'm saying, uh, you know. Did I just blow your mind? Holy cow, <laughs> man. What's in this one? <laughs> All right. Enough groveling for interaction. Uh, thank you so much if you're listening. If you're a new subscriber, thank you. If you're an old subscriber, we love you. Uh, as always, uh, do your homework. See you guys. Oh, hey, you're still here. Oh, what's up? Yeah, uh, we thought you might have left at this point, but that's okay. I, I would go as far as to say we hoped you might have left by now. <laughs> but uh, you know what we promised? Some special clips from the Forgotten Lost episode four. So here they roll now. Don, you got anything to say about these clips? No. All right, here we go. Stay away from vodka. Hello. Welcome to the Homework with Friends podcast. You might notice we're dropping some consonants right now. It's because I'm a little drunk. And Dawn's coming out of the bathroom currently. What was that? I'm talking to the podcast. Sex comedies have been around for as long as entertainment itself. From Bill Shakespeare to the Fairley Brothers, writers have implemented salacious themes into their writing to the joy of those whose taste it tickles, and to the chagrin of prudes everywhere. When one thinks about the American sex comedy, it's interesting to note that there is really only one true sex comedy franchise in American modern history, American Pie. In this initial installment, of classic or relic, we'll be ranking American Pie's <laughs> franchises, or the franchise of American Pie, <laughs> the entire eight film series. <laughs> That's like, this is what the worst kid in class would do for a presentation. <laughs> I also. The, the Naked Mile, American Pie presents. Beta House, American Pie presents The Book of Love, mm-hmm. and Amer- 
American Pie reunion. An American reunion. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> you, there was no need to do any of that. I hate I hate everything. You're too toasty, man. I'm a toasty boy. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm, I'm into this assignment. Um, number three, I'm going the Book of Love. Number three? Yeah. Don't you? Well, sorry, number seven. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> number three, as far as the American Pie Presents series, Beta House, Naked Mile, all of them suck. They're... I'll put a note here that says, fuck all these movies. Yeah, because we might cut all this, and I really would rather talk about the rest. Okay, here we go. I would rather talk about the rest. I'll say that again because I slurred. Yo, you, you cut off, dude. You drank that whole thing. Oh, I'm a drunk boy. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's go into the big four. Okay. All right, so you want my definitive rankings of the American Pie movies? Right, that's, that, is the assi- <laughs> that, is, that is the assignment. <laughs> okay, so. And we're also halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a fine movie. Yeah. And I, I, I think, really, when I'm looking at my list again, I would probably put American Pie 2 over American Reunion. So you're switching it up? I'm switching it up. <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't your finest moment, boy. Here's my deal. I like American Reunion. A thing for American Wedding that he does that I really, really love is he says, fucking right, doggy. <laughs> fucking right, doggy. Fucking right, doggy. More than anyone I've ever heard, and it's the best three words I've ever heard. He says it three times throughout the movie, and it's amazing every single time. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny. Here's what I'm saying. You know what? Episodes one through three, give them a solid listen. I give think them a listen, start to finish. You know what? If you get scared... Catch back up. It's gonna get better. Episode 12. Fuck this episode.